You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Adding a new addition to the Wellness Journey podcast series, we present Loving the Natural You. As we travel through life, our mind, body, and spirit go through a multitude of changes. And without taking time to learn about these changes, you might feel lost, insecure, and unhappy. It's time to establish peace with those transitional periods we experience in midlife. It's time to focus on ways to honor your temple and locate your inner joy. Join me, Linus Woods-Mons, on Wellness Journey podcast series as we talk with a new group of forward-thinking experts who can provide insight and help us develop another level of self-awareness through loving the natural you. Hi, my name is Linus Woods-Mons, and welcome to the Wellness Journey podcast series. I'm so glad that you've taken out a little bit of time of your schedule to talk with me and to listen to some of the premier experts in the field of mind, body, spirit, wellness. As you know, our particular uh, podcast series for this series of interviews is Loving the Natural You. And as I've said before, when I say Loving the Natural You, learning to really appreciate who we are as we are in this moment in time and not always be so preoccupied about how we were in the past, how we're going to be in the future, but really focusing on loving ourselves as we are right now. Uh, the aging process can be a brutal one or it can be a pleasant one, a time of discovery, a time of acceptance and self-love, and a time to really appreciate and be grateful from whence you came. And I really want to emphasize that piece of how important it is for us to learn to love ourselves as we are. So today I have someone with us who is really interesting. I had been uh, following her on uh, social media for quite some time, and then all of a sudden it went off my head, I need to ask her to come on to the wellness journey and to share some of her wisdom. Uh, Don James uh, is basically saying she's living her second life. Her first life came in to an abrupt end in 2003 uh, when she died, crossed over, realized her spirituality and the world of higher consciousness and returned. We'll have to ask her more about that one. Since 2003, Miss James has dedicated her life to teaching others on how to raise their consciousness and understand and enhance personal vibrational frequency for overall health and well-being. She's an author of seven books on conscious living, has traveled four continents teaching others how to live a high vibration life and live in harmony with her planet. I'm so glad that she's here to kind of share with her, share with us some of her knowledge and wisdom on how to have personal freedom, how to live a vital and joyful life. Thanks so much, Don, for joining us on the Wellness Journey podcast series. It's great to have you here today. Linus, I am so honored to be on your show. I have been a fan of yours, I think, since almost the beginning of Wellness Journey. Wow. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank, well, thank you. It's, you know, it's been quite a journey. It's been almost 10 years. And I hope you've seen some growth over the years. I think that um, my growth, um, for me, has been exponential I'm, I'm, um, I don't know how different a person I am from 10 years ago, but I know that the other things that were lying dormant within me came out, you know, over time after being, you know, in a, in a career for 25 something years, which, you know, 
it was meant to be, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have been on that journey. But thankfully, when it was time to come to an end, I guess you could say I took a huge leap. What's bigger than a leap? <laughs> a huge leap of faith. <laughs> so Love tell it. Us about your leap of faith. It sounds like in 2003 you had some kind of epiphany. Oh boy! Yes, yes. My uh, my first life was uh, very traditional. I um, went to school, uh, graduated from university, met a wonderful guy, got married, had a family, three children, and uh, started climbing the corporate ladder, as they say. And um, I, I had a lot of success in my career. At the time, my main focus was finance, strategic planning. I basically helped grow companies. That was my job, how to grow. And uh, at some point, Linus, I kept giving, giving, giving. And I know this is a common theme on so many levels. A lot of people can relate. I was giving a lot of time, energy to a career, but other aspects started to suffer. Yeah. And towards the end, I literally hit 72 hours a week at work. Wow. <laughs> There's no life, no life whatsoever. Um, I had a very um, profound change. And when I tell people, I heard the very last heartbeat in my chest. Mm. I thought I was done. I thought it's a one-way trip. You're not coming back. And in the back of my mind, I thought, is this what life is all about? You know, you haven't really lived. Really, I haven't really lived. And when I had the spiritual experience, that's the first time I understood that we are divine, energetic, spiritual beings. I didn't understand that. I didn't have a concept and awareness. I mean, no one in my life talked about this. And so having had that experience, what it did for me, it opened my eyes. It opened my eyes to understanding what it means to be conscious of everything that we do, everything we create, all the people that we meet, how are we interacting? Um, how are, what impact are we leaving on the world? Like everything came flooding into me. And so when I came back, I was in learning mode. I took, I mean, I quit my job the next day. There was no hesitation. My journey has been one of realizing that we co-create everything in our reality. And it's how we show up in the world and what's going on inside, especially the heart, you know, which is why I love talking about the heart space. Mm. We, we can have so much from inside come out to the world when we're totally connected to our heart space. Uh, you live in a place that really supports everything that you do. So that's really my passion. I've been teaching now for almost 16 years and I'm, I'm loving the journey of connecting to other people and helping them get back to their heart space. It's, it's amazing. Well, now you mentioned something about that in 2003, all of a sudden it came rushing into you about the idea of really living a life based upon from the inside out instead of you know, taking a look at the surface things. How did you get to that point? What was the epiphany? What happened? Um, I started to kind of withdraw from life. Although I was getting up, going to work every day, there wasn't any passion. There wasn't a, a, a pull. There wasn't an attraction anymore to that whole sphere. 
And so there's a feeling you get, some people get is an emptiness. It just starts tapping gently on you and then it gets really loud and you start to feel very disconnected. And I would say I got very disconnected from the material world. It wasn't important anymore, the, the job title, the corner office, you know, it wasn't important anymore. Those things didn't mean anything. But as I got more disconnected from that, there wasn't anything to fill that. It was really very empty. And so I kind of felt like I withdrew from life. And after I had my wake up call, that's when I realized I needed to start living. I wasn't living, I was working. I was working and working. And a lot of people can relate to that. You work, you come home, you pay the bills, help the kids with the homework, fall asleep. That's not that was me. That was me 10 years ago. Definitely. I hear you, sister. That was definitely me. And you know, it's interesting because we are so busy um, living in automatic and we're so busy being a human doing that we never really stop or we don't recognize the importance of a human being, a human that is just being. That concept of just being just sitting and being or maybe walking and being just doing nothing that concept is really difficult to grasp i mean just the other day i was talking to one of my coaches and he was saying lennis you know i want to see you do 12 hours you know at least once a week just being he said but i know that you're going to probably have to do it in increments you know you can't start out right away 12 hours just sitting and doing nothing you know, set up for an hour or two hours. And he's absolutely right. After about 30 minutes, I was like, oh my God, I got a color, turn on, turn on music, do something, you know. But it was the idea uh, or the importance of recognizing that you as you are um, by yourself is fine. You are enough. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, one of, one of the, the first words that I got from my wake up call, literally, other than realizing, I think when I came back, I looked at my hands and I went, oh, I'm back, you know, because I, I, I checked out of this space. I was totally gone. Mm -hmm. um, the first sentence that I heard was, all you need is within you. All you need is within you. And that was the first words I heard when I woke up. Mm -hmm. And that has been my prayer, my mantra, my affirmation, because to me, like you said, when we take stock of what we already have and our gifts and our talents and how all the beautiful ways that we connect to other people, what more do you need? You know, it's not about the shoes and the cars and the clothes and the to-do list, as you said. And I think for me, my biggest lesson in all of this, Linus, was I used to live as if I didn't have a choice. And when I came back, I realized we always have a choice. We have choices. You can choose to fill your day 24-7, or you can choose to have six hours of doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, you can choose how active you want to be or not active, how social or not social. You always have a choice. That's and so for me, I chose to live more consciously and pay attention to how I show up in this world and how I can make this place a little lighter than when I arrived. And so that's what I've been doing from the teaching aspect. Yes. I was going to ask you, um, for someone who wants to begin that process of living consciously and being more present 
and learning how to access the tools that are already within. What kinds of things do you tell them? What kinds of things do you teach? Well, I think one of the first things that's important for people to realize is we really do have all the answers. And I remember my first year when I came back, I didn't know what to do. I quit my day job. And for the first time in almost 40 years, I had no job, title, anything. And so I started asking myself some questions. So the first thing I would say to do, get a journal, get a journal book and start asking yourself some questions. Because what's going to happen is you're going to, you know, energy follows thought. So you're going to start getting introspective about your life. For example, one of the best questions I love to ask people is, what brings you joy? What truly brings you joy? Make a list of everything that you've ever done that makes you smile, happy, you know, all of those things. Um, another question I ask is, go back in time and I want you to record the first time you felt pain. And the reason I ask people to do this is, many times as young children, that first or second occurrence of pain actually affects our behavior and shapes our personality. So if we can go back in time and think about how did we respond to an event that may not have been pleasant, it gives us a chance to almost rewrite the script, if you know what I mean. Sometimes we have to go back to get clear in order to go forward. And so conscious living means asking yourself some questions that allows you to really get to the root of your essential being, get to the heart of who you are and start to express yourself. That's really a big part of being conscious. Um, and another thing I ask people to do is pay attention of what's going in here and here and here. So whether it's how you're eating, you know, are you being healthy and loving to yourself? Are the people in your life healthy and loving to you. Start paying attention to all those aspects of loving, healthy living. Because like you said earlier, we can just go on autopilot. Mm -hmm. You know, so-and-so always puts me down, but that's the way he or she is. You just allow it. No, start thinking about that. Is this person really supporting me? Are they building me up? Are they there for me? You know, start paying attention to your circles. Because they say, um, I think, the five people you spend the most time with shapes your personality. Mm -hmm. So who are you spending time with? And then how healthy and loving are those relationships? So start asking yourself some questions. And you'd be surprised when you pause and start writing down those answers. That's the first stages of being conscious. You have to go within. And after you've gone within and you ask those questions and you begin to get the answers, what do you do next? How do you deal with some of that? Because some of those answers might be, oh my gosh, the guy I've been married to for 35 years is an energy vampire and really negative and one of my main blocks. What do you do with information like that? Let's say you get, get something like that. I can relate to that. I had, um, you know, we have three children and one of three is extremely challenging for me. We're like oil and vinegar. Um, and to answer that question, when it comes to personalities that don't align with you, 
it's not easy to do, but at some point, you're going to have to sit down and have a conversation with them, a very open, honest conversation. So for example, the energy, the example you gave me, um, if you could sit down with your partner and, you know, say in a calm, respectful way, you know, there are times when we're relating that it's really, it's not working for me. This is not how I would like us to you know, share our life. And, you know, there's a couple of things that I want to share with you that I think we, we need to work on on both sides. And, you know, come on, there might be things on your end as well, it's cause and effect, but also point out to your partner the things that need adjusting, not fixing, not changing, adjusting. I like the word adjusting. Because when you say adjust, you're saying, I want, I want to leave it open for you to make the change. I'm not telling you what to do, like stop leaving your socks on the bathroom floor, but let's adjust these things. Let's work on that. Um, it's so important to have an open, honest conversation and then give them time to make that adjustment. If they're not capable, that's another conversation. But um, in my case, I sat down with uh, one of the kids and I said, you know, you have a lot of beautiful qualities. And I started listing all those great qualities. I said, but these are the things that we need to work on together, mm. right? Are you willing to meet me halfway? Those are the conversations, leave it open. You can have them. You just have to be willing to sit down openly and have that conversation. It may, not be, of, it may not be comfortable, but part of, um, I guess, going inside and asking those questions and then getting answers is developing a strategy to implement the change that you know you need to make in right. order to achieve whatever it is that you want to do to, uh, to move forward. And sometimes the difficulty can be and not even recognizing what the issue or the problem is. That's the first step, of course, always recognize what it is. But the next thing is getting the motivation to make the change. How does one go about getting motivated to make those, in some cases, incremental changes, in other cases, large changes in their life in order for them to live um, you know, victoriously and to live, uh, for lack of a better description, authentically. Absolutely. I think what people, what you have to look at, and this is where goal setting comes in. I think goal setting is really important. Um, here's where I am today, and I know this is not where I wanna be. So this is where I need to go. And so those incremental changes is to establish a few baby steps, some goals. So for example, if you are indoors 24 seven, first of all, it's not healthy, but if you say, you know what, I recognize the need to go outside, take in some sun, some fresh air every day, then you're gonna say, okay, for the next three days, I'm going outside at lunchtime, set a goal. I'm gonna go for a walk at lunchtime, great idea. Right. I'm going to go to a nearby park after work just to get outside, clear my head, no technology, mm -hmm. start with little goals. Because the overall goal, Linus, is I want to feel good and I, want to, I know these things I'm doing is going to make me healthy. So write down some small goals for yourself and start doing it. If you need an accountability partner, I don't care if it's a sister, partner, cousin, neighbor, get someone to check in on you every couple of days because that's gonna help you. Uh, a friend of mine needed to lose 45 pounds and she went to her neighbor and her and another friend started walking every day and she lost 11 pounds the first month just from walking. Wow, yeah. Three, yeah. three yeah. ladies went for walks every day for a month. So mm -hmm. that got her on a good, good path. 
Um, in order to implement change, you have to believe you're worth it. Mm. You have to believe you're worth it. So part of living in your heart space is loving yourself. And loving yourself means I will not do anything to harm myself, number one. Two, I want to have more joy in my life. That's the second tip. So find those things that give you joy. And three, you need this beautiful body to do the things you need to do in this world. So think of all the ways you can nurture yourself. Nurture yourself through, your, through healthy eating. Nurture yourself by getting enough sleep. Um, make sure you're hydrated. Have social interactions with positive people. All of these things feed your heart space. So living in your heart means you recognize that you're worthy of love and you're going to do things to love yourself more. And if those things mean little baby steps, so be it. But um, for me, being well means I'm moving in a positive direction towards loving myself and taking care of myself. That's what wellness means to me. And I love, I love that concept. A lot of people ask, well, what is this whole self-love? What does it really mean or whatever? And you, you answered it perfectly. It means, you know, uh, basically do thyself no harm. Uh, to do things uh, not to harm yourself and to do things to protect yourself. I, I call it sometimes putting yourself in that bubble. Uh, there's a bubble that I have um, where there's certain things that I don't let let penetrate and this might resonate with you because I see where um, when I was reading your interview preparation form you're talking about words and how important they are and how they can change vibrations let's talk about that a little bit uh, how, why are words so important and how can they change the vibration well one of one of the most one of the oldest forms of healing on this entire planet is sound okay mm -hmm. sound is by far the most in my opinion, because I, I do do sound healing, sound is a very intelligent, powerful healing modality. And so the oldest instrument on the planet is your voice. Um, so we can, with our voices, not only create a positive uh, mental outlook, we can actually affect our physical outlook, um, emotional outlook. And uh, there was a recent article that came out um, that says affirmations, we can basically talk our DNA into mm -hmm. changing. Reprogramming, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can reprogram not just our mind, our emotions, but our DNA. DNA. I just read about that yesterday. I read yeah. days ago I started about that, yeah. It is quite, quite something. Now back in 2012, when I got into sound healing, and the reason I got into sound healing um, was because I discovered what certain alpha tones did for my body and my aura. So I got into that space. But going back to affirmations, affirmations are you're creating positive expressions using your voice, sound, in order to affirm and reprogram your mind space and your heart space. And what happens, because it is your voice, it's already accepted. Mm -hmm. I'm not listening to someone talking on an audio tape. I'm listening to me. Yeah. So you're actually giving yourself the power to know and believe that what you're saying is true. So it is quite, quite powerful to use your own words to, to vibrate higher and really just put yourself in a much more positive space. I call it elevate. 
elevate your life, elevate your moods, and uh, use affirmations. They're amazing. Yes, I really truly believe in affirmations. I have them all on my walls, and back there are a bunch of affirmations and goals and things that I look at every day. And I also understand what you're saying about even reading them out loud in your own voice is a form of confirmation and reprogramming in your mind because you're not just staying inside of your mind, you're speaking it out into the universe and it's coming back in to your ear and being processed to your brain and subconscious. So, and I've also been reading a lot lately um, about from Wayne Dyer, um, uh, he calls it rather than your, your uh, subconscious, your habitual conscious. Uh, consciousness of uh, what the script that runs the background and that we can truly change that because that's a powerful script that's running in the background powerful powerful and uh, powerful. Yeah, I agree it's powerful and it's deep and sometimes that script is not even your script because again going back to childhood there are sometimes we experience things and we get a script from our parents or the grandparent, and that keeps going around and around for decades. It's not even your script. Yeah. So I think by, by going in and asking yourself these questions, you're gonna realize which part of this is true and which is not true, and which one is really mine and which isn't mine, so. Yes, yes. I have, um, on my wall, I have a list of all the things that God says that I am. And when I get to my height of frustration, feeling like I'm feeling that sense of lack, feeling like I'm not good enough, that I need to do more, I always go back to what God says I am. And um, he said I was this as I was writing it. These came from God, Buddha, Pet Rock, whatever you want to call it. It came from another source. It didn't come from me because I don't sit down and write a bunch of good stuff about myself. I'm usually just the opposite. You know, that's why you do this, this, this. But on this particular day, I was really searching to reconnect with something other than my conscious level, something that would edify who I am because I was feeling pretty bad about myself. And I know I can't all be bad. I know that was some messaging that was coming from another energy that probably has been placed within me off and on for, you know, almost 62 years. I'm almost 62. So um, I wrote this and it's amazing what came out of there. And when I looked at it and then read it back to myself, I knew that it was true. I knew that it was not a lie. I wasn't fooling myself or just writing to be writing. This came from a different source. Yeah. And uh, so I read it whenever I need to. I should read it every day so I forget. But I do read it quite a bit to kind of reaffirm and yes. uh, remind myself who a higher entity, you know, one that I believe created me, uh, tells me about me. Because I think when, when I talk about being in that bubble, I think a lot of times we allow um, people, uh, words, all kinds of things, distractions to penetrate that bubble. And the next thing you know, we're taking that in. And now all of a sudden that becomes how we define ourselves. But how we define ourselves really should be based upon who we feel we are, not based upon someone else's perceptions of who we think we are. Right, but that process, Linus, honestly, I think when I look at how we're socialized, uh, we're told all these things all throughout our young childhood and teenage and young adulthood. And so you, it's almost like you're going backwards to figure out who you really are. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important. I think one of the things um, I heard you say that I, I do want to emphasize is that we have to have that source, that, that root, that connection. Um, it's not enough to live on the surface of life. We have to get grounded and be that 
you know, through spirituality or that higher power or higher source, we need a foundation mm-hmm. on which we build on. And that's really important that we get that foundation. I know for me, one of the things that we don't often do, which again goes back to our heart space, and I'm going to challenge the listeners today, is to go and stand in front of a mirror and say to yourself, I love you. Mm. That is not easy. It's one of the hardest things for people to do, right? I used it to is. That, yeah, especially, especially when you're in, in the, um, the oomph of whatever it is you're trying to do, when you realize there is a need and you need to make some changes and someone instructs you to do that, it's amazing. You're like, oh, you know, that, and another thing can be sometimes, what are you grateful for? That's another thing that sometimes people have problems, you know, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, yeah, I know you're grateful for your house and stuff like that, but what are you grateful about you? What are you grateful for about you? And okay. it's really difficult sometimes uh, for people to do that. I, I work with women over 40, and that is probably one of the toughest questions. Or how do you define yourself? Um, you know, they have a tendency to define themselves by their job title, by whose mother they are, whose wife they are. Uh, whose daughter they are, you know, everything that's outside of them instead of, you know, who they are intrinsically inside. And I believe that's because of uh, the messaging we get as women in terms of all the roles that we play, that everything comes before us. In fact, you know, I just recently wrote a book and it just came out and I wrote it along with other women. And there was this one woman's uh, story, and I don't know why I didn't see when I first read it the first time around, because I would have said something, no, but in there she's saying she has learned to put people before herself because what her needs aren't really that important. I was like, oh my God, how did this get in here? No, it's so wrong, so wrong. I'm thinking, well, because everybody else's messaging is just the opposite of that. Maybe she'll read it and figure out, okay, maybe I need to make a change. But that is so wrong because you go back to that old story about the airplane and the oxygen. You know, your your plane's going down, the oxygen comes out. They tell you to put the oxygen on yourself first so that you can be there for everybody else. If you're putting it on them and then you die, what's going to happen to them in terms of the, the, the further help that you can give them? Exactly. But, you know, Linus, I have to say, the what I love about this community that you've built is women over 40 tend to have less of those job titles and roles to play. So yes. by the time we hit our 40s, we are getting a little more time and space and we get back some energy because we're not running around chasing one-year-olds, right? right? And so now we're able to say, yeah, who am I really? Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. I like to use that analogy that um, we are so used to putting ourselves on the back burner that by the time we get into our 40s or 50s or whatever, and we reach back there to get ourselves, we're like, where am I? <laughs> Who am I? Exactly. It's so far back. So yeah. you're absolutely right. And that's one of the wonderful things about the aging process that this is a fantastic time to get reacquainted with you because guess what? You really do have the time. You might be thinking that you don't because you're so used to thinking that you don't have the time. But, you know, Junior's gone. Princess is, is moving out, you know. Uh, husband, uh, you know, may still be working, but will we'll be retiring soon. You're going to be retiring soon. All of a sudden, you've got this block of time or you know this block of time is coming up. And, uh, you know, for people who are women, especially who are, 
on that track of uh, preparing to retire, I would say one of the first things you want to do is to put yourself on that list of things you want to do. I yeah. want to do me. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to find out what that is. Absolutely. Yeah. Trust me. I, I know when I, when we hit this phase, my husband and I um, decided to, you know, move to warmer climates. We have three adult children. We're grandparents. And I said, yeah, let's do it. And now we choose what we want to do when we want to do it. It's so freeing compared to the past. So I've gotten back into Zumba and yoga and it's been amazing. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. I just want to remind everyone, this is the most important space that you need to connect with your heart space. And just remember, right, to love and honor yourself because without you, hey, you're here for a reason. And it's so important for us to reconnect to who we truly are because when everything else is gone, forget the clothes, the car, the makeup, whatever it is, all the material stuff means absolutely nothing. It's you feeling good about you, you loving you, and having lovey, loving, healthy relationships around you. That's really the things that's going to carry us through, especially in these years. Mm -hmm. It's about healthy, loving relationships, healthy, loving living, and doing things that are going to cherish and honor you. Yes. Beautiful temple. <laughs> and you know, uh, one thing I love about you, Don, is that you are truly living what you're talking about because you actually did do that thing and you pursued did. your heart's motivation and now are living in Costa Rica with your husband and you've got these businesses that are an offshoot of your life experience and uh, the result of living in a place like that. Now, I know that you do retreats, uh, you do uh, what other things you do. You, you've got, oh, first of all, what your uh, website? What is your website? So um, my website is my website for my wellness work is raisethevibration.ca, or you can just enter my name dawnjames.ca. So that's really my work of waking up, living consciously, and I teach others how to live consciously. Um, I also have a Facebook group called the Vibration of Health. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's my main thing. Um, I've always loved writing. I became a writer shortly after that wake-up call, and I've had the, the pleasure of writing several books. Yes, I saw that. It's been a fabulous journey. I've gotten to travel around the world, meet some amazing people. Um, I even met Montel Williams. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I did. I saw that, yes. Amazing. Yes. Um, so yeah, on the side, I do help uh, people get their story out as well, do what I did. And uh, we have a little publishing company called publishandpromote.ca. So I love it. Everything I do, it comes from here. And uh, it's a nice space to be in. And um, I'm just really grateful for you and this community because we do need to take care of ourselves, not just the 20s and 30s, but beyond. We have And beyond that, and beyond. And listeners, all of you on the wellness journey, you know I've been doing this for like nine years, this show, but you know I always like to share with you what's going on in my life. And right before we came on, um, I had been thinking about it, and then I totally decided that uh, the Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond group, and I hope some of you wellness journey listeners out there will join us um, on a uh, retreat I'm going to be sponsoring. I don't have a date yet, but by the time this airs, I probably will have a date, and there'll be a link that you can click on to find out more information. I am looking for um, the creator to send me 12 
wonderful souls who are looking to be in a healing space, looking to nurture, as Don says, your heart space uh, yeah. in Costa Rica for, uh, I believe it's six days and seven nights or seven days and six nights. I don't know which one. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> a week. A week, a week, there you go, a week where you can really reconnect with yourself, enjoy the beauties of Costa Rica, have a good time, and come back refreshed and ready to do what other work it is that the creator has for you. So stay tuned about that. There will be a link on the, um, on the uh, show page for those of you who are actually on the Self-Discovery Network and for those of you who are listening on YouTube and some other uh, audio platform, um, you know, through Anchor FM, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and iHeartRadio, Speaker, and all those different platforms. I know you all, I'm on all of those. You just click on show page um, on those um, particular um, audio platforms, and it will take you to more information about the wellness journey and also about this particular show, information about Dawn and her website and social media, as well as the retreat, whose name, I don't even have a name for it yet. This is how early I'm announcing this to you all. I don't have a name yet. It's the Nameless uh, Retreat. <laughs> Nameless Retreat in 2020 that Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond and the Wellness Journey are sponsoring. I'm so excited, Dawn, to be planning this with you. Thank you. I'm really excited as well. And again, I, I just want to thank you so much for all the positive, the, the motivation you bring to this group and the positive information and the news and just the wonderful, wonderful women who share their wisdom. It's been amazing for me. Yeah, so thank, thank you so much. It, it really has been. And for those of you uh, listening to The Wellness Journey that don't belong to my group, you need to go. Just go to Facebook.com and put in the search bar, Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond Group. That's Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond Group. And join the group. It's a wonderful group of women that are growing, about 1,500 women from all over the world and I am not kidding. I mean, literally, there was somebody from somewhere whose country I did not recognize, um, somewhere in one of the Asian countries, I believe. Uh, wow. but then, yeah, yeah, one of the Asian countries. Uh, so that's how broad it is. Every day, uh, someone new uh, joins the group and it's amazing how much talent and diversity and wisdom is in that group. So please join us, uh, the Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond group. And don't forget to check out my website at wellnesswoman40.com. That's wellnesswoman40.com. Don, thank you so much for being on the Wellness Journey podcast series. Thank you. All right. Namaste. Wonderful to have you. And thank you to all of the listeners. I really appreciate your support through these years. By the time this airs, I would have officially been in business for 10 years. And there's no way that the listeners of the Wellness Journey uh, would not have uh, would not have um, been here too. I mean, really, it's been kind of symbiotic. I started a year, um, you know, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with this praise works thing. And then the wellness journey came out of nowhere. And it's really supported my efforts throughout. It's always been a constant. So thank you again for listening and for participating and supporting this effort for all of us to be well in our mind, body, and spirit. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Linus Woods-Mullins, and I am a certified holistic living and wellness coach for women over 40. I'll see you again next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have something to share, please comment below. For more Wellness Journey shows, be sure to click the subscribe button below and check out my Facebook group, Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond. 
Continue taking this journey with us as we explore ways to be well in our mind, body, and spirit while loving the natural you. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.